if you have not held through a bigger correction than this, you are not a hodler yet. This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as financial advice. All views expressed on this podcast are solely the opinions of the host and or any guests that we might have from time to time. Nothing on this podcast should be construed as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow a particular investing strategy. Welcome to the Bitcoin Bulletin Podcast, Weekend Update Edition. And of course, this weekend, the price is the news and the news is the price. Often that is the case, but obviously, if you have been paying attention, and almost everybody has, Bitcoin has corrected significantly, currently clocking in at only $35,395 per Bitcoin. Uh, And I say that with a dash of irony, because Bitcoin is worth $35,395 a piece. And that is pretty amazing to some of us who have been into BCC for more than just this bull run. As I alluded to in our introduction, if you have not held through a bigger correction than this, you are not a hodler yet. We tweeted that just yesterday. And of course, if you don't follow us on Twitter, please give us a follow. We are at at BTC Bulletin Pod at BTC Bulletin Pod on Twitter. And we would definitely like to build up our subscriber base. Real quick look at the stats. As I said, today is January 23rd, 2022. We are at a block height of 720098 Bitcoin is worth $35,395 a piece, or 2825 sats per cuck buck. 28.25 Moscow time. That brings Bitcoin's total market capitalization down to $670.3 billion. Just last Wednesday, when we did our DCA Wednesday episode, it was $792 billion. So we have seen a significant correction, although nowhere near those 80% corrections, those 80% drawdowns that we tend to see every Bitcoin cycle, every halving cycle. Another transaction uh, statistic, another statistic that I like to follow, as you know, is our 24-hour transaction rate. That is down significantly from Wednesday as well. We're only seeing about 2.45 transactions per second. On Wednesday, it was 3.24. I consider 3.24 pretty healthy. 2.45 is pretty anemic, and that would uh, coincide with the significant drawdown that we've seen. Currently, there is only Currently, there are only 648 transactions pending in our mempool, only 0.32 megabytes, so less than one block to clear. One Satoshi per byte transactions are going through. Uh, I did one just last night for one sat per byte, and it went through in the very next block in under five minutes. So um, that that's good, and that's bad, I guess. If you were uh, one of the proponents of a Bitcoin fee market, wanting to see high fees to sustain miners. Uh, You probably don't like that. I personally think one sat per byte is a benefit. It is a, uh, as a positive. I think if, uh, I think by the time we phase out the mining reward, Bitcoin will have a fee market simply because Bitcoin will be so expensive. uh, That one sat per byte 
will be worth a lot more than just a couple of pennies. So uh, there is that. Since we spoke last, we had an upward difficulty adjustment of 9.3% in the hash rate, the difficulty to mine a new block. That was because we had hit an, a brand new all-time high as far as uh, network hash rate is concerned. However, now we're looking at a forecast downward adjustment of almost 5% downward, and that's because blocks are currently coming in at 10 minutes and 29 seconds. Uh, to the average hodler, to the average stacker, that means absolutely nothing. To miners, however, that's good news because you're going to be making a little bit more money for, uh, for each terahash that you're contributing to the network. Just a few days ago, we were celebrating because we'd been stacking our dollar cost averaging for six months now. And if you uh, haven't been following us, and if you would like to find out a little bit more about the DCA strategy, uh, we are dollar cost averaging $20 worth of Bitcoin every Wednesday. And we've been doing that for six months now. Uh, we had purchased relatively what we thought was relatively cheaply just last Wednesday at only uh, $40, $41,860. Previously, the cheapest we'd ever stacked since we started last January was, correction, since we started last July was 38900 So if Bitcoin does not recover between now and Wednesday, we are going to be lowering our dollar cost average, uh, our average cost basis down significantly. Uh, because it will it will be the cheapest we've ever purchased. So don't forget to check back Wednesday and see how that's going, especially if you're interested in exploring dollar cost averaging as a method for stacking sats. So I'm just going to come out and say it. The fact that Bitcoin appears correlated to the stock market proves that the vast majority of the money that's been pouring in during this cycle doesn't have the first clue about what Bitcoin is all about. It is basically just degenerate gamblers and Wall Street bros that we're looking to get rich quick. Because the fact that people are panicking that the stock market has been going down, that tech stocks have been going down, means that you do not see Bitcoin as a store of value, that Bitcoin is not a safe haven for you, if that is, if that is your opinion. Because, uh, and we saw it during the, during the crash in March of 2020, the, the virus crash, when the market tanked, so did Bitcoin. But we also saw that Bitcoin recovered way faster than the market did because I firmly believe that BTC is gold 2.0, that it is designed precisely to be valuable in conditions such as this. So many Bitcoin influencers keep saying something along the lines of, don't worry, the Fed can't really raise rates without tanking the economy. They're bluffing. You know, Sure, they'll probably raise 25 bips or 50 basis points. But then just as they did in, after they tried to stop quantitative easing after the 2008 collapse, uh, they'll have to say, oh, you know, we, we made a mistake and go back to knocking interest rates down. Uh, Max Kaiser's famous for saying you can't taper a Ponzi scheme. And all that may be true, but it should not matter to a Bitcoin maximalist. Bitcoin is about sound money, not about keeping all these weak hand speculators pouring in. The more weak hands that get shaken out, the more true believers, the more true hodlers have a chance to own a larger portion of what's going to be the future. To be fair, some of this is just noobs who haven't fully gone down the rabbit hole yet. If this is your first Bitcoin cycle, if you've just started investing on the way up, uh, it can be scary. A lot of people say that's why you shouldn't watch the price all the time. And I, I disagree with that. I like to watch the price all the time, but I would say what you shouldn't watch 
is the value of your portfolio. Now, granted, that's related to price, but if you're uh, if you're con- if you're constantly checking your stash and seeing how much it's worth in U.S. dollars, uh, that can be un- unnerving. If you if you had a full coin and you saw it go from sixty nine thousand dollars all the way to thirty five thousand uh, dollars, it it looks like you lost money. But again, if you didn't sell, you didn't lose money. And eventually, the goal is to just get off that fiat standard, uh, and that is not going to matter. If you've been to the grocery store recently, if you've seen the fact that. Well, I just looked at a. I just bought a twelve pack of beer the other night, and it was twenty one dollars and thirty five cents for a flipping twelve pack. A six pack was twelve dollars. Uh, you know, inflation is real, and eventually, when it when it costs ten thousand dollars to buy a, a loaf of bread, uh, you know the fact that uh, Bitcoin is only worth, uh, you know, whatever it's worth at, at any particular time is immaterial because. Uh, Bitcoin is going to be your store of value. One Bitcoin will always be worth one Bitcoin. Again, uh, there's a lot of people who just don't, who just flat out don't believe in Bitcoin that we're that we're in it for the for the quick buck. Uh, that happens every four year cycle when Bitcoin pumps, people people see it and they jump on board, uh, and then they get shaken out, and that's what's happening. Um, it's also interesting to see what happened to all those altcoins getting wrecked during the crash. The so-called crash. Uh, how's that Dogecoin doing, Elon? Uh, obviously, there's a lot of blood in the streets right now. Which, if you listen to Warren Buffett or pretty much any other brilliant financial analyst, that means it is time to stack. Again, not financial advice, just my two cents. Adam Meister had a pretty amusing story on his This Week in Bitcoin show on Friday. Adam's clearly one of the more entertaining voices in the Bitcoin space, in my humble opinion. And he related a story that he was walking through, I believe it was a Panera parking lot in Midland, Texas, and he saw a quarter on the ground. And he bent down and he picked up the quarter and he said, even though he's a millionaire, he felt emotion, excitement and finding free money. And that he felt more emotion more passionate about finding a quarter on the ground than he uh, than than he feels about the current price of Bitcoin, and he has been stacking. Uh, well, we we know he's been stacking since uh, Bitcoin since he told you to buy ten thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin uh, in twenty thirteen. And of course, uh, if he hasn't even purchased, if he hadn't purchased a single Bitcoin more than just what he bought on the ne- that episode, obviously he is a he is a millionaire now. Plan B is still standing by his stock-to-flow model on Twitter. Uh, his most recent tweet, he tweeted out that he bought his first Bitcoin in 2016 for $400. In March of, 2009, no, of 2019, when he published his stock-to-flow model for the first time, Bitcoin was $4,000. Now, January 2020, BTC dropped below $40,000, which he emphasizes is still within his second deviation band. Some are worried about the dip. But, quote, I am quite sure that BTC will add another zero in the next couple of years. Embrace volatility. And he included a uh, he included his band chart for his, his stock-to-flow ratio, which um, is solidly in the second deviation band downward from the mean. Um, but um, that has happened before. And if you look at his chart, each time it has done that, it has rocketed to well above the mean and in fact into the second deviation band of the mean on to the positive side 
In fact, looking at the same chart, you can look back and see the previous bull runs, the previous halving cycles, and they have all been at least in the second deviation band above the mean or even above uh, the second deviation band. And we did not see that. Uh, we did not get beyond one standard deviation from the mean stock-to-flow model during this, um, this last bull run. And that is why he and many people firmly believe that this bull run is not in fact over. Obviously, last summer we saw the same thing happen. Uh, we got knocked all the way down to about 28,000 from 60,000. This time we've dropped from 69,000 to 32, 33,000-ish so far. Um, although the last day or so it appears to have been stabilizing around the $35,000 range. Uh, if you listen to the if you listen to Anthony Pompliano's podcast, normally on Saturday, he has Will Clemente doing uh, some technical analysis about the price of Bitcoin. Uh, Will Clemente was not on his show, but he subbed for him on his own show, that is. And he made the assertion um, through various uh, methods of analysis that uh, Bitcoin, um, if it crashed through its support at 40000 which it did, should bottom out somewhere in the low 30s. And that is where we currently find ourselves. So... Uh, I do not have a crystal ball and I do not give financial advice. I do know that I believe that Bitcoin is going to be worth a heck of a lot more than it is right now before I would ever consider selling. And of course, hopefully I will never sell. My goal for stacking sats is to hopefully build some intergenerational wealth uh, for my family, for my kids or my grandkids. Uh, and that if I do sell Bitcoin, it wouldn't be selling Bitcoin, it would be spending Bitcoin. It used to be, I believe, American HODL that said the plan is to out-HODL the IRS. Uh, one day you won't have to be paying capital gains taxes because we will be on a Bitcoin standard. Bitcoin will be the currency. Uh, and whether or not that is true uh, certainly remains to be seen. I don't think the central government or the central banks of any country would be willing to give up their power like that. The fact that El Salvador embraced Bitcoin and made it legal tender was probably specifically because they did not have their own currency. Their legal tender in El Salvador, obviously, if you remember, had been the U.S. dollar. And so countries that operate on a U.S. dollar standard, well, they get screwed because when the U.S. prints tons of money, as we just did, uh, they don't benefit from the Cantillion effect. They don't get the dollars until after inflation has smacked them upside the head. And uh, so... Uh, it was pretty easy for them to move into a Bitcoin standard because they weren't giving up any control. Speaking of El Salvador, El Salvador bought the dip once again. President Nayib Bukele tweeted a reply to one of his previous tweets where he had said that uh, he it appeared that he had missed the dip. He was lamenting missing the dip and then tweeting... Uh, Tweeting on Friday, nope, I was wrong. Didn't miss it. El Salvador just bought 410 Bitcoin for only $15 million. Some guys are selling really cheap. Uh, I am continuously impressed by President Bukele. If Bitcoin does what I think Bitcoin's going to do, what I hope you think Bitcoin's going to do, El Salvador is going to be, El Salvador is going to be doing really well in a few years. Uh, even without their building even not without building bitcoin city their their free autonomous zone they're they're basically their equivalent of a dubai or a shenzhen uh if they're with their new city funded by their volcano bonds 
El Salvador is positioned to be the jewel of Central America, definitely the Monte Carlo of Central America, if not the Dubai of Central America. And that is really exciting. Uh, you're going to see a lot more than just Max Kaiser and Stacey Herbert moving to El Salvador. That migrant caravan northbound is going to be a migrant caravan southbound sooner rather than later, in, in my humble opinion. So anyway, uh, he bought 410 more Bitcoin. He said for a price of $15 million, that works out to about $36,585 uh, per Bitcoin. And if Bitcoin does bottom out, if it stabilizes here, even if it just goes sideways, then that looks like uh, that he came pretty close to buying the bottom, to buying that dip. Again, uh, they say it's not a good idea to try and catch a falling knife, and hopefully he didn't. Also, as a side note, he only bought 410. Uh, last time he, he tweeted about buying the dip, he bought 420, and he was cheeky about the, the 420 number. So uh, 410 instead of 420 this time. If you find that amusing, a lot of people do. <laughs> Again, the hash rate is tapering off from the new all-time high. Uh, like I said earlier, this is a forecasting, a difficulty downward adjustment. And this is great for you garage miners out there. If you've got an S9 in your basement, an S9 in your garage, that means you're going to be making more money to the average person using the Bitcoin network. Well, if you're using the Lightning network, it means absolutely nothing. And again, it means nothing to you if you're transferring Bitcoin even on-chain uh, that 10-minute goal is a 10-minute average. Sometimes you've seen blocks take an hour or more, and sometimes blocks come in every 30 seconds. So coming in at 10 minutes and 29 seconds versus 10 minutes makes absolutely no difference to you, but it means that miners are going to be making more money. Mining at home is always controversial on Reddit and Twitter. If you're on our Bitcoin, etc., you see people um, are constantly asking about whether they should mine at home. And mostly people saying, no, you're an idiot. If you mine at home, just buy uh, Bitcoin. And that is a decision that is up to the individual. There's various reasons why people do choose to mine at home. Um, I've posted some replies on Reddit explaining what my personal opinions are. And let me just hash out a few of those here, no pun intended. Right now, probably the oldest piece of equipment that's out there running uh, are the Antminer S9s. They're about five or six years old now. Um, the newer S9s crank out about 14 terahash, and they use about 1,300 watts to do that. The newer miners are certainly a lot more efficient. Uh, if you are making, if you're paying an average of 10 cents a kilowatt hour, which is pretty standard in the United States, uh, I think where I'm at, we're actually paying 12, but in plenty of places, they're paying more like eight uh, and or even less, but let's just say at 10 cents a kilowatt hour, because it's a nice round number, 10 cents a kilowatt hour means it's going to cost you 13 cents an hour to operate that Antminer S9, and that means that you're spending $3.12 a day, and currently your S9 is generating about 6,500 sats a day. So at the current price of around $35,000, that means you're mining about $2.27 a day, or losing 85 cents a day because you're spending, like I said, $3.12 to mine $2.27. But one thing that many home miners uh, take into consideration that mining is the ultimate dollar cost average. Your S9 or whatever you're running does not care what the Bitcoin price is. It just keeps hashing. So at $69,000, 
if you were if you were if you were mining or if we if you were if you were mining then and the difficulty were the same which it was not it was actually easier so you were mining more sats um, but just using the current difficulty for simplicity's sake at sixty nine thousand dollars that was four dollars and forty eight cents worth of Bitcoin a day for your two dollars and twenty seven cents so uh, it, it isn't quite cut and dried and of course uh, there's other reasons why people mine. Some people mind because, hey, you're getting KYC-free sets. So as Matt Odell likes to say, even if you're paying 20 30% more, uh, that's a pretty cheap premium for KYC-free BTC. Obviously, you would pay significantly more than the going rate uh, to buy at an uh, ATM or from someone anonymously or from, you know, um, local Bitcoins, I guess, isn't, isn't KYC-free anymore, but... It all comes down to your priorities. Some people do it just for fun. Some people do it to secure the network. Some people do it for the KYC frat, the KYC sats. Some people just do it because it's an easy, automatic way to DCA. And instead of DCAing weekly or monthly or every paycheck, you're literally DCAing every second. Um, of course, another big factor to consider is if you were spending $30,000 on the latest generation of ASIC, uh, you're going to have to recoup that cost. But if you've picked up a well, you could pick up an Antminer S9 during the last crypto winter for like $30. So um, if you have a $30 Antminer S9 and you're someplace where you're paying less than $0.10 cents a kilowatt hour, uh, you're still making money. Um, anyway, that's my two cents on mining. Um, and I only bring that up because every time I'm on Reddit, uh, people are whining about mining and people are very opinionated uh, one way or another. So... Um, I definitely wouldn't go out and buy $30,000 worth of hardware right now, especially because if we are uh, seeing the end of the four-year cycle and getting ready to enter a crypto winter, uh, remember S9s, which were pretty state-of-the-art uh, in, after the 2017 uh, bull run started to turn into the 2018 crypto winter, uh, they, were, they were recycling S9s for the aluminum. Uh, so who knows, maybe you'll be able to pick up an S9 or an S19 on the cheap um, and then become uh, part of the network or just buy sats you do you and again hopefully you'll be joining us on wednesday when we're going to stack twenty dollars more worth of sats hopefully we're going to drop our dollar cost average or our average cost basis down significantly uh, we started this uh, we started this experiment like i said we started this experiment back in july and july 28th when bitcoin was thirty nine thousand. Since then, we bought all the way up to the to the high. Well, the most we paid was sixty five thousand nine hundred sixty nine, and then we've been riding that wave back down, uh, purchasing last Wednesday at forty one thousand eight sixty. Hopefully, this Wednesday we'll get a chance to pick up some thirty five thousand dollar BTC. But if we don't, if BTC bounces, if it recovers, uh, I'm good with that too. The important thing is uh, we're going to keep dollar cost averaging, and we're going to keep stacking sats. And hopefully you are too. So as we like to say, keep on stacking those sats, you sexy sat stackers. Please consider giving us a follow at, at BTC Bulletin Pod. And please like and subscribe. Hopefully we'll see you on Wednesday for DCA Wednesday. Hey, if you've been enjoying this episode, if you'd like to see us do more, if you'd like to help us out, if you'd like to help us contribute to that stack, there are a number of ways you can support this episode. The uh, easiest way is, as you know, when we do stack on DCA Wednesdays, we do Cash App. We use the Cash App. Uh, Cash App is not a sponsor of the show. We don't get any money for using Cash App. 
but we do have a referral code, uh, referral code link in the show notes. And if you don't have Cash App and you sign up using that Cash App referral link, you'll get $5 free for signing up and we'll get five bucks and that'll help as well. I've also written a couple of books. The one that is most appropriate to this podcast is uh, Understanding Bitcoin for Noobs, and that is available at Amazon or barnesandnoble.com. And of course, if you purchase that book, uh, that will help us out as well. Uh, you can also sponsor us. You can also uh, not sponsor us, but you can also contribute to uh, the podcast directly uh, through anchor.fm. And there is a link again in the show notes to do that as well. And hopefully one day soon, you will even be able to tip us sats on Twitter. Um, and we do have a base 32 uh, Bitcoin address in the show notes as well. If you would like to help us out by contributing to Bitcoin again, uh, we don't have any sponsors. Uh, I'm doing this show because I think it's a lot of fun and I want to help spread my knowledge and experiences to the masses. So we're happy to do this for free. But if you do feel like you are getting some value out of listening to the podcast and would like to help us out, or even if you would just like to help us make sure we can continue uh, DCAing on Wednesdays, uh, you can help support us in any one of those ways. Again, thank you for listening and keep stacking those sats, you sexy sat stackers.